Hey everyone, your girl Shea Kool-Aid here, and today we are continuing our Cycle 2 recap with top model finalist Shandy Sullivan. We talk with Shandy about her life post-top model, and Shandy gives us all the juicy tea today. We find out if Shandy ever went back to Walgreens, who she still chats with from Top Model, and we speak to Shandy about what she is wearing all on this legendary episode of Wanna Be On Top? Stay tuned. Forever. Dog. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Maxwell is here making sure things are running smoothly. So, how are things going today, girl? They are going as smooth as they can be. We are talking here with Shandy about Cycle 2 still. We touched base on what it was like arriving to New York. We talked about her first photo shoot. We talked about Walgreens. And we're going to keep talking with Shandy about some more top model things. Yes, I am so excited to be joined again by the stunning Shandy Sullivan. Welcome back, Shandy. How's it going? Hi. Yeah. Hello, hello. yes i love that intro we live for the energy uh we were talking actually um earlier this for the listeners before we actually hit record um me and maxwell were really excited to be recording with shandy and like we both kind of had little dance parties to kind of like get all of our excitement and nerves out before we started um, recording. So uh, make sure you write into us at beontoppod at gmail.com and let us know if you like to host your own private dance parties when you're excited to talk with your faves. Okay, so Shandy, let's just get into it and 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 learn a little bit more about your life and what it's been like post-top model. All right. So basically things got crazy while the show was airing. Were you living in Missouri still while it was airing? Yeah. I mean, because we couldn't say anything about Mm -hmm. the show Mm -hmm. until the cast was revealed. So I think me moving would have been kind of not a good idea at the time. I mean, because we finished filming in um, October or November. I can't remember. Um, And then the show didn't air till January. Mm -hmm. So we had to be quiet and then, yeah. And then things were just like so crazy after that. Cause it was like, I I got scouted in New York. So then it was not very long after. So it wasn't, you know, it was just, I think, so aired in January. I moved in June Mm -hmm. of that same year to New York. So my whole life completely changed. Yeah. Um, I went, I went, except for I went from working at a Walgreens in Kansas City to working at the Walgreens at the Empire State Building in New York City. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> still got to work, still yeah. got to pay bills. I'm Hello. still a new model 
Yeah. You know, the only uh-huh. thing that people know me from is a TV show. Yeah. I don't have a portfolio, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it was crazy for the year after the <sighs> show. I just, I modeled for a year. It actually just, dawned, it I just crazy. had a moment. I had a moment. <laughs> Where it just dawned on me, you guys don't get to take your photos to like go into a portfolio to like actually, you did all We don't own work. those. We don't so own can't, those. That was my question too. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, like, wait, <laughs> you don't even get to send out with a book? You no. you traveled around the world doing high octane and crazy photos. You were dangled over a hole. <laughs> And they couldn't even <laughs> let you. You know what, though? The I think eight by I, ten. <laughs> I think I did have some of them at uh-huh. the beginning, uh-huh. like like right after the show. But yeah. I don't re- really remember having. I feel like I would have kept it. Yeah, that's um, wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the only things like I kind of kept was I kept some like Tyra Mail. Hmm. Um. Which oh, I think so I still have. I wish yes. I went in storage and gotten it. If I have it, I'll give it to you. Yes, I love. If I have it, hopefully I'll, I have it. Okay, and well. um, you can have it, and I'll. Oh sign my it. god! Wow! <laughs> wow! A piece of a piece of history <laughs> literally will be framed in my uh-huh. studio. No joke. Yeah. And that will that I yeah no I will uh, yeah no. um they didn't send us it wasn't like okay thanks for doing the show here's here's your book because also now that i think about it you know it's a show and if girls are going out there on castings then it would be spoilers for what the photo shoots are it's spoilers number one and then you know what's really unfortunate is back then uh going on all the castings that i went on after the show I was mm-hmm. always, re- usually always recognized for being on the show mm-hmm. and told to stick to TV. We don't want, like, you're not going to get this job. You should just, like, stick to TV. Because back then, a lot of reality shows, uh, stars weren't, like, people weren't trying to find a reality TV star to do their campaigns. Yeah. They wanted one of the top models working in mm-hmm. the world. They, like, who am I? I feel like but American Idols had the same problem. Yeah, if you didn't like yeah. make the top two, you were just, just like, "What? What are we gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, with you? nobody yeah. cared. So it was like, but now it's. I think it's interesting that 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 dynamic has completely switched. Uh-huh. It's completely opposite. It's like, uh-huh. oh, you're on a reality show, and like mm-hmm. you have a, a bajillion like followers because mm-hmm. we also didn't have smartphones back yeah. then. So the, the apps and the yeah, IG and the, all that was not. A yeah, thing. so it's totally different and i ended up not working very much not making any money and just decided when my contract was up after the year like i'm just i'm not interested in doing this anymore you know this is not my thing and i don't want to do tv yeah so you know yeah kind of ended that for me oh that is so that is so frustrating because yeah i mean from what i saw on the show you definitely had like the natural gift of a model the camera loved you and just like i still think about you in milan <laughs> girl when you guys at the shoot at the little coliseum with your mm-hmm. big old curly bo- girl oh that also was in my mind rent free <laughs> that's my favorite picture 
girl oh, that's one of my favorite be. pictures yeah it's girl, so beautiful it is literally like for me it was kind of like a high fashion like man spreading kind of like your pose the way you were like up on that wall and there was just something so cool it was just like uh, like it just uh like because other girls trying. couldn't I and wasn't that, trying. That was the that, thing. I was just like in between shots. Oh, and man. he's like, let stay. Keep like that. And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. Effortless beauty. Effortless. Just, I mean, mm, you nailed it. That was that was the shot. That was the shot of that mm-hmm. shoot. That was, did you did you get photo of the week that week? Yeah. 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 I did. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Because who who else would have gotten it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, mine was pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everyone was like, "That's a that's a sunglasses campaign." That photo should have gotten you booked at the top agencies alone. I know. You would think. You You, would think. You should have just been able to walk into any agency with that photo (laughs) and been like, "Sign me." If that would have, if it would have happened now. Totally. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but back then they were like, who are it's you? So, like, so bizarre to me. So bizarre. I was going to ask if you've worked with Tyra at all since then. I mean, the whole. No, I mean, the only thing I've done since then was her show. Oh, yeah. You did her talk show. What was that like? Yeah. The Tyra You did it a show, couple times, right? Minute. Yeah. Um. I did a couple times in LA when it was based there. And then I think once or twice in New York mm-hmm. when she filmed it here. Uh-huh. Um, I had fun doing it one. Cause I got paid finally. And then <laughs> <laughs> yes, cause I didn't make any money doing top, uh, top model. So yeah. um, I finally got paid and then I got to see the girls again and meet some new girls from different seasons who had the same experience. So that was really cool. Um, but for the most part, I don't know. She started rubbing me the wrong way the last couple of times that I met her doing the show. So I just kind of was just, I don't want to do anything with her anymore, which sucks. But, um, that's just what the case was at the time. I mean, this was a long time ago. This was over a decade ago. Mm -hmm. It's really like interesting to see, um, a lot of, girls kind of speak towards their um, experiences with Tyra on the show and post-show. And, you know, we were talking about this on Monday's episode, uh, but I was explaining how on season two, you know, with you guys, it still felt like she, you know, she was like kind of like this camp counselor. Like she was kind of like this older sister that was, you know, really looking out for you guys. And I could definitely see like as like an aspiring model being in proximity of someone who has created such a huge you know franchise like top model and like gone to a talk show how that'd be inspiring and you'd feel close to them and then to have like an experience where you don't feel like they really return that same amount of like respect and admiration I feel like can yeah that could definitely I could understand where that would make someone be like okay I'm good yeah I mean because you know I also try to think about you know what she's going through too is that Mm -hmm. you know it's got to be stressful she's trying to film a show she was also doing a music album she's still modeling so she's Mm -hmm. got all these different facets going on so when she was Mm -hmm. filming our show I mean she really she was just there to film and when Mm -hmm. they were done she had to go it wasn't like I mean maybe she wanted to I don't know Mm -hmm. 
but then it was, so that was understandable. You know, I never felt any animosity mm-hmm. towards her during the filming of the actual show. It was just more of like, okay, we're backstage of a talk show. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's probably still stressful, but just like a hello mm, would be yeah. nice, yeah. you know, yeah. or just like, how are you doing? Yeah. Doesn't take much. And yeah. I just didn't feel that from her. And I just kind of felt, you know, I, I just would prefer to be around somebody, not necessarily appreciative, but more, that's not the word I'm looking for, but just like, just being like, just the decent person to be like, hi, how have you been? Are you okay? Yeah. You know, and then, <clears throat> or just go, hi, like, I'm really sorry. I can't talk right now. Like I'm super busy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, cause I also try, like I said, try to think about whatever she's going through at the same time, but I just speak about how it made me feel. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can say is that it just made me kind of go, you know, if they call me again, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah, it's so disappointing because I'm just so like, who would not jump at the opportunity to like hug Shandy and ask her what <laughs> she's up to and how she's doing? <laughs> I know. I just feel like if I was Tyra, I'd be so excited to see you. <laughs> I just like standing over here, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Because I, of course, because I would see her and I'd be like, oh, there's Tyra. Uh huh. She look, you know, I'm not gonna go bother her. She looks busy, but then uh-huh. like I would see her chatting with the other girls that uh, and i'm like hi uh, okay okay we gotta film now all right okay bye and that's <laughs> unfortunate you feel that way i heard online yeah. that you were offered a spot to do all stars too and you or the all-star season and you didn't take it yeah and i actually um they tried really hard to get me it was really funny they like sent after i said no they like sent somebody down to where i was doing karaoke to try to convince me and like just it was wow. like <laughs> I was like okay this is like my personal time yeah that's um rolled but, up at karaoke yeah I was like okay I mean she was very it was all very sweet and it was it was it was not done maliciously or anything like that but I because I had said I had read you know all the details of doing it again and just all the flashbacks of of what it and tales of filming a reality show started coming back to me. And I said, I'm not doing it again unless I get paid and paid well, because I made mm-hmm. no money. Yeah. So I asked for something and I said, I'm not doing it for less than this. And they were like, it wasn't even, it was hilarious what they were offering. And I was like, there's no way I'm going through all that again uh-huh. for that. Like, there's yeah. no way. So nope, no, thank you. Yeah, no, no and I'm thank like, thank you. You're making you made so much money off of us. That's and, ridiculous, and still making money off of us. Like, and that's a good lesson to teach the listeners yeah. on knowing your worth. Okay, you have to know what you're worth, and even Absolutely. if it's something you really want to do, don't settle. Don't settle for less yes. than what you you're, you feel you're worth. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And on that note, we are going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back talking more with our girl Shandy. Yes. Okay. So we are 
back. We are chatting with our girl Shandy, you know, getting the deets about her life, top model and post-top model. And you obviously know that you gave us one of the most iconic reality television show moments when we had the the phone call with your boyfriend, <laughs> Yo. uh, Eric. I, I, I think you should also know, God, I'm really exposing myself for like what a Shandy stan I am. <laughs> me and my boyfriend Dan like anytime like any of our friends like talk about like hooking up with somebody we're always like you had sex like that is literally our little catchphrase but I have to know how is Eric do you guys still talk do you still keep in touch are you still friends yeah we're still friends we stayed dating for another year after the show Oh, and then we just, yeah, work. yeah. And then we started to slowly kind of drift apart. Um, but we're still friends to this day. He's doing good. Um, we talk every once in a while. Um, but yeah, poor Eric. He <laughs> 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 started calling him high pitched Eric after that. I, I think that's why it's so iconic because you, everybody can hear like the genuine real reaction and that you mm-hmm. know and that's why his voice goes up to the stratosphere because you know like he's getting some like he got some really serious news and as much as like now you know I hope he could look back at it and have like a good laugh because it really was like pure it was really good 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 television that is oh my god absolutely <laughs> iconic and also to I think that that also speaks to um, your, um, and this is a moment too where I felt like it spoke to your emotional maturity because you called him like immediately, you know, and Mm -hmm. you were just kind of like, okay, I need to like let him know. And like that type of like openness and honesty about making like a mistake, I feel like is a... is a good lesson that a lot of people can learn. And as a young viewer, it taught me a lot about accountability. So, yeah, it's there because I've always believed, you know, you, you mess up, right. And when you mess up, you got to own up to it because there are consequences and the consequences, the consequences of your actions actually Mm -hmm. will be usually are worse if you don't own up to it. Yeah. Cause I just, I, after that happened, I just thought to myself, well, what am I going to do? Just keep it a secret until it airs and then he sees it or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's just, and, and I had the choice. I didn't have to make that phone call because they, they, you know, preface to me, Hey, if you call him, you're under contract, we have to film it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, and we might use it on air. So I had to really think about what I was going to, you know, potentially not put myself through, but put him through as well Mm -hmm. on a TV show, you know, that our very, very personal life was going to be blasted to everybody. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, my gut feeling and my heart was just, I can't be here unless he knows that I messed up. Mm-hmm. in a really, really bad way, mm-hmm. because I'd rather him be just start processing mm-hmm. all of that and then deal with the consequences when I get home. And one of those cons, gosh, it kind of makes me tear up a little bit thinking about it. It's like one of the consequences was like, he was going to break up with me mm-hmm. when I got home and yeah. that would be really sad. But 
that's what happens when you do things. There's mm-hmm. consequences to those actions. And I always feel it's better to just own up to it because you can't control how somebody else is going to react to it. And it's, it's never good to lie about it. I just, yeah. Or keep, or keep it from them. You know, it's, I I just feel like if you really care about somebody in that, in that regard and you mess up that way, it's good to just, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with what's going to happen on the other end. And, um, yeah, I mean, I got lucky. We got to stay, we stayed together, but it Mm -hmm. did, uh, put a wedge between us which is unfortunate so thank you so much for (laughs) opening up and sharing and and it it, it really just is so important because like I said you know you taught me a very important lesson about accountability and and what a moment for you that you know I'm sure was really rough and and difficult Mm -hmm. actually was something that you know I feel helped people you know It, it really it as a young viewer it taught me a lot about accountability and it was one of those things that actually really made me respect you so much so I mean thank you kudos kudos to that (laughs) yeah I mean it was hard I mean I'm like I'm getting ready to tell my boyfriend that I just cheated on him while I'm doing a reality show and he's at home alone taking care of my cats and it's gonna be filmed (laughs) I have no idea how this is gonna go I know I already know I'm gonna be crying it's not gonna be coming out of my nose so (laughs) it was just I mean that's why right before while the phone's ringing I go oh god because uh, I'm just like, kind of taking that breath uh-huh. before pandemonium happens and then it does happen <laughs> yes so, yeah well, yeah us as the viewers it was so stressful because we had seen all the moments you had had with him before too mm-hmm. so it was just like one of those moments where I just felt so I just wanted to hug you I just wanted to pick you up and be like it's okay we all make mistakes Oh, I'll I'll still take that hug someday. Yeah, I I'll I'll be fully vaccinated. I'm sure by the time I see you too, so I will hug you all over. Uh, oh, I appreciate that. I Yay. love it. Speaking of pandemonium and pandemics, you know, we've actually mm-hmm. had quite a, a, a year, and you know, mm-hmm. I feel like there's been a lot of changes for a lot of people and I feel like it's helped us to connect and get closer to to some of our loved ones I know I've like made more of an effort to like keep in touch and we've seen some like cute little digital reunions and zoom talk shows and podcasts and I know that you were a guest on April and Mercedes show but do you guys do you keep in touch with any of the other girls uh from your season uh, I touch base with Janasha sometimes. She's still one of the funniest people I've ever met in my <laughs> entire life. I love she's that. She's hilarious. I don't know if you've, um, I don't know if she's done their show yet, but I hope she does it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siomara, I was still friends with after the show, mm-hmm. but we lost touch, I think, like about a year later because she was in New York too. Mm-hmm. And she was bartending at one of like uh, one of my favorite bars and we would hang out, but then I don't know what she's been doing since then. Other than that, I think I I saw Beth once. Was it Beth? Yeah. I think it was, I saw Beth once, Bethany. 
uh, randomly when I was in Texas, she was it's always at a bar. <laughs> I, 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 saw, I saw her at the end of a bar. I was there for a, a wedding. And I said, I swear that's her. Because uh, I could hear her voice. And I thought we didn't keep touch though. Um, but it's mostly just April and Mercedes um, that I've always kept in touch with. Because um, I've also shot with, I shot with April when Nigel was, do, was doing his book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a shoot together for that, which was really fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, just those two lovely ladies and they're, they still, like, <laughs> I still, when I talk to them, it just t- completely takes me back and they just are just so sweet and so funny. Just as I remember them. Cause we got really close at the end there because mm-hmm. it was us four. Yeah. Um, so how long were you in that house with them for again? So month and a half we filmed. Yeah. And then yeah. And That's a long time we, to be with people. Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't realize until I got eliminated that all the girls were there still. They had been they traveled with us to Italy because they were all sequestered. They couldn't go home. Wait, really? So yeah. So I got eliminated and came out and I was and they're just in the lobby. And they all went, no, because they have no idea who's been eliminated. They have no Whoa. idea. So they've just been slowly watching the girls Come getting in. eliminated every week. That's, so that's crazy. I was like, you guys are here. <laughs> like, it's so not because they didn't want anything leaked. leaked. Nothing yeah. could be leaked. Wow. So, wow. So crazy. So, yeah, we that- were pretty close. It's interesting that they took the, like, no leaking so seriously by keeping all of you together, but you got to make phone calls outside? Like, how Uh, does that make sense? So there were, I think, I could be wrong about this because this was so long ago, but I feel like the people that knew that we were on the show, because there were certain people that that knew that we were. So, Mm -hmm. like, my job didn't know, my family didn't know, but Eric knew. So mm-hmm. I could call him. Okay. That's yeah. why. Because gotcha, so gotcha. he had signed, you know, His release NDA, papers yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why you, you see us like making phone calls to certain people. So that's why you never see me on the phone with my mom or uh-huh. anything like that. Because we just couldn't. It's like so. jail. You get your one phone call. <laughs> you get your like one yep. contact that you're allowed to have. One. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So let's talk about what you are up to now. So you're living in NYC and I think that you are a DJ. Uh, Not anymore. I was a really long time. So how has your um, experience in the music world uh, been? Was music something that you always wanted to pursue? So... Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a singer in a band. So I think that's where all the karaoke things started happening. Okay. Um, Cause I didn't really get into that until I lived in New York and then just found this huge community of people that went every week. And some people were these incredible singers. And so I, you know, and I did that for seven years, every Monday night. I love that. I hosted karaoke and it kind of, brought that dream to life 
but then yeah the dj and i still did for quite a while in new york but you know i was just dj at bars and stuff and mostly like 80s music um oh, yes but yeah that's i mean yeah, mostly karaoke stuff which brought me to all knowing so many different people from so many different aspects of life and uh yeah crazy how long it's been <laughs> <laughs> have you created any music during the pandemic or even a little um little pandemic playlist oh my gosh i have so many playlists on my youtube channel go to my oh. youtube channel they're so good and tell the less listeners your youtube channel again I think it's, I'm so horrible with this stuff. Um, I think it's Shanthrax to the max or just, it's, it's definitely Shanthrax to the max. Yes. It's gotta so be. Right? Go and check out all <laughs> of Shandy's playlists on her YouTube, Shanthrax to the max. I don't even know my own stuff. <laughs> no idea. Girl, I do that sometimes too. And luckily it's like, we could just like edit things. And I'm like, uh-huh. I said it right the first time. <laughs> Because I'm so forgetful and I have a bit of dyslexia too. It so is Shanthrax to the max. I just looked it up. Boom. Okay. okay I was so, right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Got you, girl. So I saw also online, Shandy, that you have an Etsy shop. What can the listeners expect to find on your Etsy shop? Oh, my Etsy shop is fun. I actually started doing that at the beginning of the pandemic. I started doing it. Uh, I started making jewelry, earrings, rings, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, selling vintage clothes, you know, because I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic, just like so many of my friends and family. So I was just kind of looking for kind of all, not just a monetary outlet, but an artistic outlet, something mm -hmm. to do. Cause I had all this free time all of a sudden, you know, I was used to working five, six days a week and going into the city and riding the train for two hours a day. Yeah. And now okay. it's <laughs> not even like, leaving the front door for like uh, months. How uh, wild, you know, it's just all like, I mean, we're obviously getting to the point where we're kind of on the other side, you know, and the vaccines yeah. are rolling out and things are, starting to open back up but it definitely was super scary for a lot of people who made a living based on um trying to get as many people in a room as possible <laughs> right <laughs> like, i can't even imagine i mean i when people started doing digital drag shows i was trying to watch as many donate to as many as i possibly could because you know i had the time to do it so it uh -huh. was and i just was you know i can't go I can't go to night nightgowns anymore. Right. Oh. This sucks. Cause that started to be my like new year's Eve tradition. Oh, Cause I yeah. would go. Yeah. And, the nightgown show. Ooh, so yeah. Good. So good. And then I said, I can't go to any. Yeah. You're like, I can't I'll do just... any. No. And I thought about this. I, you know, of course all of you guys did too, which is, well, how, how, but also how interesting is it how they're going to find a way to still create and do drag mm -hmm. and, you know, still be as just amazing as they were, you know, in the flesh. Like it's, 
I, incredible I, what everybody's done. I, it's I, just I've kind of liked only amazing. having to drag from the nipples up, you know. It's been, <laughs> it's been really nice. <laughs> You know, like I like wear my little Uggs and like no one sees I'm not even wearing my heels. You know, it's it's all really yeah. um, comfy. It uh, changed the whole game for so many different industries. It's crazy. You know, and I feel like we've all learned a lot through it, too. You know, which yeah. is great. You know, always try and find a learning experience in it. But we are going to take a quick little break. And then when we come back, we're going to play a game. It's called, What Are You Wearing? We'll be right back. All right, we are chatting here with top model legend Shandy. Now, Shandy, here on Wanna Be On Top, we like to play this little game called What Are You Wearing? How this works is we are going to give you a scenario and you are allowed to pull anything you want from the pages of Vogue magazine to the clearance bin at Goodwill to imaginary pieces you see in your mind, all to create an iconic look for this hypothetical scenario. Do you think you can handle it? I'm going to try my best. Yes. I mean, that's all you can do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we go. It is your best friend's mother has just received a large amount of cosmetic surgery on her face. And your friend is throwing her a new face reveal party. She has asked you to help prepare and host the party with her and all 50 of her closest girlfriends. They are all 60 plus years old, and it's a daytime outdoor garden party, you know, to show off that beautiful face in the natural light. Shandy, what are you wearing? Oh, wow. What a scenario. I mean, I'm already picturing like something pink and lace. Definitely maybe like a one-piece jumpsuit, lacy, like long lacy arms. Yes. But like a bold, like just flat pink jumpsuit. I love it. With like a big necklace. Mm -hmm. Big pulled up back hair, maybe like a red wig. I'm definitely thinking Molly Ringwald here. Yes. (laughs) Like some white high heel boots. I With buckles. On them. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. so chic. with like a big gold belt too in the middle. You know what? You like actually, something chunky. I that think that sounds nice. The reason why you nailed that Italian styling challenge so well is like you really do kind of have that Italian sensibility in the way that I feel like you style. Cause that's what I in my head, I'm just all like it's all very from the pages of Italian Vogue. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I, I like I like really I love pink, very, very hot fuchsia pink colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love lace, like I love lace and see-through stuff. I think mostly because I have tattoos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I 
don't want to completely cover them, but I also like the peekaboo moment of them sometimes. When people are like, oh, is that part of the garment? No, those are my tattoos. Yeah. (laughs) They're real. They're part of me. Uh, (laughs) How How many tattoos do you have? Oh my gosh, somebody asked me this the other day and I had no idea. (laughs) So I counted them. I have 27 now. Yes. And I started getting them after the show. I love that. Not for a while after, you know, because the whole, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't have tattoos if you're a model, which is like, doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) That's not a thing. It's not a thing anymore. Are you dressing to impress these ladies as well to maybe be introduced to their uh, children or grandchildren? Are we looking for a man um, from these ladies at the party? How did you know? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, that's the, I mean, that's the question I'm asking that, you. I am, I'm looking a little bit intimidating, mm-hmm. but I want to know who that girl is. Mm-hmm. And she looks really fun. So... Um, you know, because I probably have a little flask or something that looks like a purse <laughs> yes. that I'm like putting into, you know, no, no, older ladies, I'm not drinking. <laughs> you know, at, Covered and in they, crystals and called a Judith Lieberman bag and like no one would know the difference. It would be like, no one would know. Those old no. ladies would think you were very chic, I'm sure. Sorry, yeah. those um, 60 plus year old ladies would think you were very chic. <laughs> But yes, I'd be looking for their, you know, oh, that's your son. Oh, what is, oh, hi. Uh, hi. Hi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Her Definitely. face looks great, doesn't it? Mine, all natural. <laughs> Shay, what are you wearing to this party? You are at yeah. a post-cosmetic face surgery party. Where? What are we wearing? Um. Okay. I'm thinking I'm wearing uh I think I'm just going to go really subtle, actually, and do, like, a white linen caftan. Billowy, blowy, you know, so it can catch the breeze. And then, like, a cute little, um, like, gladiator-style sandal. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going, you know, I'm just going to say it because this is a fantasy and I'm not actually supporting these people. Um, but I was saying, I was thinking like the Dolce & Gabbana 2007 Spring Summer Collection because those are the only gold gladiators that I can think of. But I'm sure there's somebody else that manufactures them. Totally. Steve Madden, I'm sure. Steve Madden's always got you covered. If you don't got designer, you could call Steve can- Madden. Or Aldo, for sure. (laughs) That's the Midwest in us. Aldo, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, just so y'all know, I worked at Aldo, so I do know uh, the tea. That was was a fun job. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then I think I'm just going to do, like, a really cute, like, white linen, like, head wrap turban as well. And then just, like, real big, 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 big shades. Mm-hmm. I see this. Mm-hmm. Big shades. And then also like ones that have like actually like a little mirror sides, <gasps> yeah. which you can watch people from behind. You know, you just like mm-hmm. gaze and then watch people. 
I um I'm really good at snooping. I'm actually really good at snooping. I am really good at watching people through like reflective surfaces, like windows, shiny buildings. If I'm trying to look at somebody and not have them know that I'm looking at them, I can find a reflective surface. You bet your bottom dollar to stare at somebody through. (laughs) My God, I'm the opposite. I just stare right at them. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you see me staring. What are you doing? I'm like a nice combo of you two. I'm like staring, but behind reflective sunglasses. So you can't see my eyes. You can't see that I'm staring, but I am definitely staring. Yes. Reflective sunglasses are super helpful in that way, too. Oh, yeah. No, they're the best on public transit for that exact reason. I was literally Mm -hmm. just about to tell a story uh, on public transit when I, because I had, I had a pair of mirrored shades that I was like always, always wearing. So I could stare at people without them noticing. And this day in particular, on my way to work at Aldo, um, I was on the train and I was wearing these like tinted shades, not my, not my um, (laughs) mirrored sunglasses. And I was like, it was, I was like high as hell. Like, and so this this guy gets on the trade from like the gym clearly and he has like no underwear on and just like bulge and like dick and balls just like fully outlined in his shorts Dang. and I'm just, like I'm staring at it and then he like totally notices me staring <laughs> at his dick and then gets all like uncomfortable and like tries to like shift and like cover himself up because he's being objectified and I was like well sir if you didn't want anyone staring at you like that then you shouldn't have walked on this train dressed like that he knew what he was doing he knew what he was he He wanted the attention he He wanted wanted it he knew that he had the gift that kept on giving Yeah, you know he put those on and he did have a moment where he went do I want to add another layer uh-huh. And he went, no. Mm-mm. So he don't said, be, mm-mm. Uh, uh, right, you know exactly. what you're doing. And I actually, I there was doing. something for me that I don't know why, but it felt beautiful because I could tell that he was a straight man. And I kind of felt like I had done something for all the women that he had objectified in his mm. life at that moment because I could see how uncomfortable it made him feel. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, you don't like the way that that feels, do you? No. Well, you shouldn't leave the house dressed like that then. Yeah. No. You were asking for it, sir. You need to cover that up. Yeah, cover yourself up if you don't <laughs> want the attention. <laughs> Shandy, I want to ask you a question that we didn't talk about when we were talking about. I don't want to bring Tyra back up, but I do want to know. You said um, you're sentimental. You love vintage pieces. Do you still have that necklace she gave you? She gave all no. of you guys necklaces at the beginning of the cycle that she wore. No, I have no idea what happened to it either. It just got lost in the move from Kansas City to here. And I have no idea what happened to it. Because, yeah, it didn't say like T-Y on it. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like like, I think it was like T-Y. Because before, before it switched over to bankable productions, it was Tie Tie Baby Productions. Oh, that's right. right. (laughs) You shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Tai Tai Baby Productions also produced her song and music video? I don't know. Oh, we didn't even talk about the music video. (laughs) 
See, I told you we could talk about this forever. Shay was you know what did I'm that forever. Shay performed that song once. I actually did. You perform did? That song. Yes, I yeah. did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, I'm trying to think of what the theme of that specific drag show was. I think uh, it was the oh, worst ever. Yeah, it was the world, yeah, worst ever drag show. And it was just like supposed to be just like us <laughs> doing whatever was like, like whatever stupid random things we could think of. And I was, and like I was on social media being like, we let Tyra Banks down with Shake Your Body. I'm going to bring it back. Shake <laughs> like, your body, buddy. Shake your body, buddy. Shake your body, buddy. So good. Is that on iTunes? <laughs> I'm going to find out. And I also. <laughs> It's a catchy song. It is. Um, and I just, I also love like that elimination too, when she eliminated Sarah, because like before, th- that's when she has like that moment where she like literally is just all like, how am I supposed to send one of you home when I'm doing something new for myself? Where someone's, I'm going to be out there and people are going to be judging me. I just she's never been through that before in I her know, entire life. I know. But Your I just, literal I, job is being judged. <laughs> I love it. It was I great. Love she, it. she got the one single like Oscar tier. I was all like, you uh, better serve Tyra. But and you know, we're all standing there because we're, you know, the elimination sometimes would be eight, ten hours long. And we're in this one little room and we had to stand or sit and wait. And wait and wait oh, and wait God. and wait and wait and then do our little things where they you know show the 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 photos and give the critiques mm-hmm. and then you know if they had a little challenge that week then we had to do that and then it was just yeah. like wait reset I'm like I'm hungry I want to go to bed we have to do this again tomorrow who's eliminated <laughs> like when it got to the moment of her like handing the photos is more of like a sigh of relief. Uh-huh. Of the, finally, we can go. It's even funnier to me knowing how much she says between each photo. So you're probably just standing there, like, shut up, stop talking, just say like, everybody's name, <laughs> like, just say their we name. Want to go? Yeah, we're tired, hungry. <laughs> you're like, we're hungry. Like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I got my photo. Let me go eat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's what we, what we thought in the beginning. I think the first elimination was like, okay, you got eliminated. You can go back to the apartment. That's what we thought. But no, it was, we have to wait here until the girl that got eliminated packs up all her stuff and leaves. That's um, like drag race because when ah! a girl gets eliminated because they have to, you know how they got to do their cleaning up in the workroom and all that. And they yeah. sign the mirror. They say their, good, their goodbye exit. They have to film all that. It takes forever. And we are literally just, and so, and so when you see us at the top of like the next week, you know, when we all come in from the runway looking all tired, we're tired because we sat there waiting for a bitch to pack up all her drag and go home. I know. And we were we're always like, oh, oh, like two in the morning. And then like our alarm goes up at four. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, why did they take forever? Like I, when I went to pack, I knew better and I was just like, yep. <laughs> yes. Out. Like, no. You're like, not doing all. it. Later. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, this has been such a fantastic conversation. I so have much had fun. so much fun. This has been just like literally a dream come true. I just just thank you so much, Shandy, for joining us today and and for for being on uh, both episodes this week, honestly. And oh, uh, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. So honored. And just like once more for our listeners, uh, just tell them where they can find you online. Uh, Find me on Instagram, uh, Shanthrax to the Max. Uh, Find me on YouTube, Shanthrax to the Max. Yes. (laughs) Type it in, you'll find me. (laughs) Yes. And thanks for listening, everybody. And once again, if you have any top model facts or questions for me, Maxwell, our guest, or you just want to say hi, you can send them to us in an email at beontoppod at gmail.com. Again, that's beontoppod at gmail.com. Next week, we will continue our journey into season two of Top Model. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure you rate and review the show because it helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, the question remains. Wanna be on top? Wanna be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top ad-free and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 